0: So we've got terms like use by, sell by, expires on, best if used by, help, help sort through all this chaos. What, what do we need to know?
1: We're hoping more and more you should be just seeing those two phrases, best if used by and used by. But again, when you see best if used by on a product, that doesn't mean that you have to throw it out after that date.
0: You can't survive without it. It plays a part in almost everything we bring into our homes. It's agriculture. I'm Amy Flukesop. In my 15-year career as a broadcast journalist, I've traveled the country, won awards, and have told the stories of everyone, from presidential candidates to the neighbor next door. Now, I'm getting back to my farm girl roots to connect you back to where your food, fuel, fabric, and all of those items in between originated, the farm. Inside the Bullseye is a -a one-of-a-kind conversation that's designed especially for you, the consumer. Broadcasting from my home studio in Madison, Wisconsin, I'm Amy Fluxoft. Trust me, this isn't your grandfather's way of farming. Welcome to this edition of Inside the Bullseye. Today we're talking about a pretty serious problem and you probably have no idea, but you're actually contributing to it as well. Numbers from the Food and Drug Administration report that between the food industry and consumers, so that means you, we're talking to you the consumer, Americans are throwing away about a third of our food. That's incredible, a third. And I love this example put out by the FDA, and it really puts it into perspective. It's like going to the grocery store, buying three bags of groceries, and then throwing one of them away in the parking lot before you even get to your car. Now, that just sounds completely absurd, right? Who would do that? Well, guess what? We all are. And if you're like me, you open the fridge, you see a date label on it, and it's passed, And you get a little worried, so what do you do? You toss it, and then you tell your husband to take out the trash because you don't want the kitchen to smell. I mean, I can't be the only one that does this, right? Well, here at Inside the Bullseye, we know those date labels can be quite confusing. So today, we're going right to the experts. Joining the conversation is Kevin Smith. He's a senior advisor in the FDA's Office of Food Safety and advises FDA leadership on strategic initiatives and program development related to FDA's food safety mission, helping to lead FDA's food recovery and food waste reduction efforts. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Amy. It's a pleasure to join you today. So
0: clearly, we need an expert's help when sorting through all of this, because it can be quite confusing to us, the consumer at home. and. You know, I just I just love this thought idea that was put out by one of your colleagues when I was researching this topic, and it said, food is just too important to waste. So, you know, I'm really proud to be a part of our ABS Global team, and we're really working hard to partner with farmers all around the globe to supply nutritious animal protein to feed this growing population and world. We know we need more food to feed people, but yet here we are throwing so much of it away. We know so many people are battling food insecurity. It just seems kind of crazy. So talk to me about what you're seeing in your efforts.
1: Well, there's no question that the amount of the systems, the food systems that are in place now do just result in in an incredible amount of waste. Uh, Not everything that is produced, harvested, grown can make it to the market Mm -hmm. and be sold and consumed. And like you said before, Everyone has a part in it. The solutions upstream in the supply chains can be really challenging. Fortunately, the solutions for consumers are a little bit more attainable. And I think uh, that's why we're really, the federal government in establishing a goal of reducing our food waste by half by the year 2030 recognizes that uh, consumer behavior, getting consumers to understand their role is critical. So we're doing all we can to uh, help educate, (laughs) excuse me, educate consumers about what things they can do, steps they can take. And the the industry is responding to that. They recognize that people are coming to understand that food is too good to waste, both from a standpoint of economics. If you're throwing away a good chunk of your food dollar, that's just it's just not good sense for your home economics, not to mention like you said, too, there's a lot of food insecure individuals and to think that food is going into the trash rather than feeding people that need it. And and just consider all the resources that go into making to producing food growing. All the abundance of food that we have and access to is amazing, but it requires it incredible amount of natural resources, but lots of water use, lots of land use, and for it to go to waste just doesn't make sense in so many levels.
0: Well, you you said it right there. We as consumers, we can do a lot right away to fix this problem. And so let's just cut right to the chase. I mean, help us understand the difference in these date labels. Because I feel like for myself personally, even, I open the fridge, I see the milk, and if we've got a little bit left and it's past due, I I start to panic. So Mm. we've got terms like use by, sell by, expires on, best if used by, help help sort through all this chaos. What, What do we need to know?
1: Well, uh, one thing to know is that the labels that are used for dates are, are not mandated by regulation. There's not a, a highly standardized approach to their application. And that is one thing that a lot of folks have feel like if we can eliminate some of the confusion help consumers make better decisions, that will be good. So, if we can make folks aware that the dates on there many associate it with safety they think that okay after that that date passes i may be putting my family at risk if i serve that food that's almost never the case um okay the dates are almost exclusively driven by ensuring that the experience the consumer has is what is expected by the manufacturer of that product and we're talking packaged foods here uh, you know, c- manufacturers of foods, they want the customer to have a good experience with that product. So they will place dates on products, one, to help sure they know when it should be sold by there is there's is some indication, like some purpose for making sure inventory is moving properly, and food is sold at up to a date that's appropriate. But for the consumer, when they see that date, that, they should say they should know that that date means that the manufacturer is saying that the quality of that product is at the desired level. After that date, the quality might start to to degrade just a bit. Yeah, everyone's had an experience. And perhaps if you, you know, if you have a bag of potato chips and after if it's well past the date, they might be not quite as fresh and crisp (laughs) as you might expect. But that is not an indication that it's going to be unsafe. Food doesn't the the organism microorganisms that make food safe. Don't don't follow a strict calendar and say, oh, okay, this the food is Good one day, bad the next. Um, so, uh, so the the dates came to be used voluntarily by industry early in the '70s, mostly because consumers were, hey, I want to make, I don't want to be ripped off, I don't want to be buying stuff that is no longer good. So, give me some information that helps make sure I'm going to have the experience I want with that product. So, but that that leads to a lot of there over the years. Lots, like you mentioned, lots of different labels out there, and do they mean something different if they have a different phrase? Fortunately, in recognizing as food waste is becoming recognized that this is just a problem we all have to dig in on. The industry is moving heavily towards a standardized phrase phrases that introduce that date, which is a real positive. FDA is very supportive, as is USDA, of the industry moving towards a best if used by date, and again that will to convey the quality when people when you can expect the the best quality of that product to be intact. In but there's, a, but still you'll, customers will still see stuff like Best Buy, perhaps uh, Enjoy Buy. Um, but in general, again, it's going to, that's going to convey quality. Now, if there is, if you see a use by, the, the industry has moving towards a, uh, a standard of saying use by when that's the date that they recommend the consumer eat that product by and not and not keep it after that date so if you do see use by that's an indication that you you know that the manufacturer is recommending that it you they, they don't want to guarantee that that it's going to be a the quality experience you want it could have some safety implications so um so that's though we're hoping more and more you should be just seeing those two dates used by those two phrases best of used by and used by but again Those uh, when you see best if used by on a product, that doesn't mean that you have to throw it out after that date. Uh, You and and we can get. I know we'll get into a little bit about how you can assess your food to know if if it's okay to still eat after the date on the label.
0: So okay, here I don't know. This might be a little more of a tricky question, but this is one I always have. Like if I open a package, does that date still stand true, or what does that mean? Does the product go bad or I, I mean, help me work through this. I want to reduce what I'm throwing away.
1: Well, you, the, the, the product, certain products after you've opened them, some products will be fine for weeks after you've opened them. Others have a shorter shelf life. Once you've opened it, once you've exposed it to oxygen and to the environment, the quality will start to degrade, but the dates on the package don't, The dates, like used by best if best if used by, date won't relate to the uh, the the time after which it's opened. Now, if you have if it's a a perishable product, requires refrigeration, um, you'll you'll often see some labeling on there that will that some manufacturers indicate the number of days after which it's opened. That you if they know that the quality won't last once it's been opened, they'll often put it. Date a uh, number of days after which you should discard it, but no, it's you can't really relate. the that there's not enough room on that little label to communicate <laughs> enough about. Okay, this is after this date, and you open it. Here's how many days you should keep it. You won't be able. You can't really predict it from that date alone. Um, but manufacturers generally establish the dates by uh, well, in, depending on the nature of the product, a lot of research in, in the laboratory about what what. Uh, will, will the quality and the nutritional profile up ho- hold up over how much time? Also as they experiment with new packaging, different types of packaging, how long it takes for the product to get to the market. Those things all go into figuring out how to set the date. But yes, it's uh, unfortunately, I guess the maybe the underlying message is you don't rely too heavily on the date as a indication of whether to eat it or not even though we liked it we want to put our faith in that date that that date <laughs> it, you know it's it's a quality indicator and and I also always encourage folks to most manufactured products most packaged goods will have a way to contact the company that makes that product and if you have questions about a specific product you can reach out to the company themselves and ask those questions
0: so you kind of answered my next question in that last response there because I I just always wonder, you know, is there a secret formula when <laughs> when these manufacturers are trying to figure out the, the date? But like you said, it just kind of seems to vary across the
1: board. Sure. Well, they don't. Yeah, manufacturers don't want people buying food that is unsatisfying on, has lost its uh, its good taste, its smell. You know, that. So they they do research to uh, determine what date is most appropriate to place on there um as well as what helps them market their products what helps them keep it moving through their distribution channels that all factors in as well um i should probably note the exception one exception where there is a federal regulation with regard to the application of a date is with infant formula uh, okay. that that infant formula re- requires a use by date that they have to be they have to bear a date by which that infant formula should be used and that's because because infants drive their other so entire nutritional um, needs from that product. It's the n- nutrient content is critical, and the companies, the manufacturers, can guarantee the nutritional content up until a certain date, until it maybe starts to lose some of its uh, the, the levels of vitamins or other um, nutrients in the product. So that so that's that's the one except that's the one key exception where there's federal regulation. Also, also infant formula over time can start to grading quality and that might actually affect the ability to pass it through a, a bottle through a nipple um, so so the, that that's where there's a little that's where there's a little more emphasis placed on the date there are i should mention there are some state regulations of governing certain products with regard to dating but i don't think we'll have time to get into too much of that um,
0: so well let's let's talk about then how do we know our food is still good? I mean, obviously, like you said, that date is there just as kind of a, a benchmark. It's not the end all be all. So what signs should we be looking for? Should we keep or toss?
1: Ah, good, good question. Um, well, when it comes to packaged and fresh foods, people should, you gotta pay close attention to the clues of the quality. So the appearance of the product, the texture, the smell, examine the product say does this look good i think you know we as humans we've evolved a long evolution of of, of uh, feeding ourselves and i and you can trust your uh your senses to tell you whether just something doesn't seem right from a quality standpoint of course so if it doesn't seem like hey, this is um, this if, if, if there's an off odor or an off color if you see evidence of spoilage like mold then you don't want to eat that and you shouldn't eat it now, a some there'll be maybe perhaps different thresholds for someone whether someone thinks a strawberry looks fresh enough to want to eat. Some one person might go, oh yeah, that's fine. Another person might go, oh that looks a little soft. Or perhaps a banana. Some people like bananas that are ripe. Others don't. So there are you know you have to kind of make your own judgments on what level of quality you want to accept. Um, and not, what we always try to encourage though is if, if maybe the quality is starting to degrade a bit, well, maybe you use it in a slightly different way as opposed to presenting it on a, on a Thanksgiving table. You perhaps use them to make smoothies or put them into the recipes where the appearance isn't quite as critical and perhaps not the texture. Um, but that's all. So those, the, those are spoilage microorganisms that are at work. Usually that is what's making a food uh, lose its, uh, its good quality. So fortunately, the most foods, the spoilage organisms go to work better than the pathogenic, what we call pathogens. There's organisms that will make you sick if they grow. Those are a little harder. That you can't you can't tell by a date on the package whether something has if there's a path if there's a pathogen that's not supposed to be in there and it's grown. You can't really rely on your senses to know uh if there is a health risk associated with that product, can't guarantee that. That's why it's so critical to store foods properly, hold them properly, prepare them properly. Um, but but your but the quality indication will if, if something is off on its quality, if it's something is the odor is not right, then that's a that's an indication that it will also protect you by chance that there is something that might make you sick.
0: So our intuition is always just kind of a, yeah. a great guide, right?
1: Yeah, of course, sure, and and again, it is important to follow instructions on if 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 a label, like I said, if the if a package says uh, refrigerate after opening, of course, follow the instructions on the package. The critical thing is knowing that you're. Well, I'll get into some tips for how to keep things safe, but uh, extend the shelf life of products. But again, make sure you're looking at instructions on the label as well, if about how how long you should keep it after you've opened it and the like
0: yeah, so before we jump into how we can cut down on food waste, I do want to make mention that uh, the FDA has some really great resources that it lists on its website that can maybe help answer some of these consumer questions about how long to keep perishable food. So one is a pretty handy app. You can just put right on your phone or your tablet the food keeper. And the other is a really great chart. And you can find that both in our show notes and then, of course, over on our social media pages. We'll be sharing that with you as well. But, I think I think the one thing we really have to tackle before we let you go, Kevin, is what are ways we can cut down on food waste? Because, again, we are all guilty of it.
1: Yeah. One thing I want to give credit to that the Food Keeper app was developed primarily by the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Sometimes people are confused between FDA and Department of Agriculture, but that was sure. their, that was their product. Although we did we helped contribute. But uh, yeah, I just want to give them their uh, their due credit but it is a very, it's a handy app. And there's a lot, there's so many resources online, so many different organizations. There's just a tremendous amount of grassroots organizations, philanthropic organizations that have really developed some great tools for how to reduce food waste. So I encourage folks to spend some time surfing the web and looking around at what what are some good tips. We, and yes, in FDA, we, we have taken this seriously. We believe educating, FDA is a trusted voice for more, for consumers. So we know that if, we're We're giving out information, we hope people will follow it. And so we tried to make it fun by having some animated shorts on our website that that give you some ideas, including on date labeling, little scenarios on on how to know what that label means and what to do. Um, So yeah, I encourage you to access those. In terms of like overall strategies, it seems um, there there have been inside around the world, there's been some countries are a little more advanced even in terms of their consumer uh, Intervention and outreach to get behavior to change, but it seems that um, what people can relate to is planning. You have to know what you're buying and attempt and re- pre-plan what you intend to consume. Don't don't over-purchase. Don't impulse buy. Try to get a list, uh, and when you go, you know, so that you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to be able to use in in a in a small window of time. I think everyone recognizes that. That's sometimes we go to the store and buy too much with good intentions of, hey, I'm going to have friends over, or oh, I want to eat more of these healthy foods. So I, so they, there's a, you end up buying more than you need, and, and you're just not, uh, the you know, food's not going to last if it's fresh and perishable. Um, packaged foods, now, the advances in packaging and processing technology does mean a lot of foods are shelf-stable for a really long time and can be say and health, uh, delicious and nutritious in the pantry for a long time. So that's the other thing not to forget.
0: I think the one thing you kind of hit the nail on the head is I feel like what I would toss most frequently would be fresh produce. So whether it be vegetables or fruit, because you you see them in the grocery store, you get really excited to buy them. And then maybe you you buy a little too much and then you can't eat it fast enough while you're at home. So, you know, are there any real tips to really keep in mind when you see those fresh fruits and vegetables in the store? Ah,
1: well, um, I think, well one thing is you can kind of you, you we all we have this strong desire to have to have to buy the highest quality product we can right um yep. and, but but maybe yeah maybe don't don't be um don't be if, if perhaps there's a deal I, I always get a little frustrated by like sometimes they package uh produce in, in really large packages more than you if you're an individual at home and you you can't eat a pound of strawberries in the next day, you know, necessarily. So look for the opportunity to buy smaller amounts uh, rather than buying a, a large thing, even if even if perhaps the price might seem like it's better. Um, it's not going to be better if you're throwing away half or two-thirds of it. Um, but also, but that's not to say that, keep in mind, too, that some there is a large push to try to encourage folks to purchase what, what some people refer to ugly fruits and vegetables. A fruit doesn't have to be well shaped to have the same nutritional and taste profile that a that a perfectly shaped pepper might have. It's it's gonna it's gonna taste the same. And depending on what you're how you're using it, if you're going to be chopping it up and putting it into uh, recipes, then what really what difference does it make if it has some odd shape? So we encourage folks to to don't to don't overlook uh, when store when markets offer ugly fruits. Take advantage of that. That will help reduce food waste as well. Yeah, so just when, you know, just be careful when you're buying foods in bulk, like don't don't over-purchase.
0: Yeah, that really gives some great insight, and like I said, I think, like I said, I am just personally so guilty of it, because you just get so excited when you see the fresh produce in the store, it's so beautiful, and you have these big, great intentions to use it, and then, unfortunately, it ends up in a compost pile or in the garbage for some people, so it's, ugh, just keep that in mind, I guess.
1: Exactly, Yes. Be wary of maybe two two for one deals sound really good, but if you're going to throw the other one away, that's not doing any that's not doing any good.
0: Um, so. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, Kevin, as our time winds down here, do you have any final thoughts that you you'd like to share with consumers? Anything that we missed that we should know to help fight um, the food waste problem?
1: Well, along the tips way, the, as, as far as like tips for what you're doing in your home. Keep it, your refrigerator and your freezer are critical assets, and you have um, you want to make sure your refrigerator is set at the proper setting, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It will help extend the shelf life of perishable foods, and will and it will also keep your food safe in case there in case a harmful microorganism has found its way into your product. Keeping it cold helps prevent both quality and safety concerns so 40 degrees or less on your fridge check that and then and also freezers don't forget your freezer is your friend in terms of if you know that you if if perhaps you did purchase you thought you were going to have a few friends over for dinner and you may you bought a bunch of fresh meats and and uh vegetables and then you realize oh wait that plan changed don't think oh well i guess i'll just let that sit in the fridge until and hopefully i'll eat it instead say okay proactively put it in a freezer let, put it in a, in a, in a freezer, uh, in an appropriate container for a freezer and label it and stick it in your freezer and it will and you can have it weeks later and when you need something to just take it out of the freezer and use it. Um, so that's those are a couple uh, along the tips lines uh, in terms of. Uh, Overall, of our, you know what what we can all do. Individual consumers have a lot of power with uh, with the the places that they frequent. So when you places you choose to purchase your food, whether it's a store, a grocery store, a supermarket, a small market, farmers markets, or if you're out to eat in restaurants, or if you're part of a if you're at a school if you're in a school and you have institutional f- food service, inquire about what 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 is the uh, firm doing to Reduce food waste. You can and and ask what they're doing, and encourage them to find out more about how do they do they um, participate in food recovery programs, such that the food isn't going into a dumpster that's not sold, but instead is finding a sec a, a second life, perhaps through donation to uh, food banks and food pantries and the like. So really, c- consumers have the power to to guide what the people who are producing growing and producing and packing and distributing that food to you, They they have more power than you know.
0: Well, Kevin, those are all great ideas. Thanks so much. We've been talking with Kevin Smith, a senior advisor in the FDA's Office of Food Safety. Kevin, thanks so much for educating us so we can all be a part of the food waste solution. We appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you so much, Amy. It was a pleasure.
0: Well, again, there are some great additional resources listed for you right now in the show notes. And check out our social media pages. You'll find a look at that refrigerator and freezer storage chart from the FDA. And I think you might find, you may need to do some investigating in your own refrigerator and freezer after reading through this. I know I certainly do. So I hope that is a helpful resource for you at home as well. And if you learned something today, share this episode with a friend we all can be a part of the solution when it comes to reducing food waste. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope after listening, you feel just a little more connected to the people and places that have made it possible for you to bring all of your favorite products into your home every day. Inside the Bullseye is available for download right now. Just click subscribe wherever you consume your favorite podcasts and catch a new episode featuring a new guest every Thursday. Don't forget, be sure to join the conversation as well. We'd love to hear from you. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Inside the Bullseye. You have questions, ask me. I'll get you the answer in a future episode. This episode of Inside the Bullseye wouldn't be possible without ABS Global. ABS is a bovine genetic company that's proud to partner with farmers in 70 countries all around the globe to produce nutritional animal proteins to feed the world. Thanks so much for joining us. In the meantime, be sure to thank a farmer.